We've been chatting with people in the last week or so in the GAA community in Canada, which has been established for a long time, and we heard last week from a number of clubs that are quite recent. And since 1977, the Calgary Chieftains have been Calgary's GAA club, and uh, they are a sports and social club that promotes the traditional Irish sports of Gaelic football and hurling, and are fully affiliated with the GAA through the Western Canada Division of the Board. And Leah Quinn is here with me to tell me a bit about the club. And Hi, Alison. How are you doing? Greatly. And how, you, how they've been getting along, how they've been coping with COVID, and how they're coping with getting coming out uh, with the current season. Leah, thanks a million, as I say, for coming along. Um, your involvement with the club, first of all, how long have you been out there and how long are you involved with the club? Yeah, um, often I have been here two years now. Um, I started as the ladies rep. Uh, obviously, coming to Canada, one of the main things for me was to try and find a football team, of course. It was right. top priority there. <laughs> so um, I reached out to the Chieftains. I found them on Facebook. And, yeah, kind of got stuck in from there was the ladies rep last year. Um, and then I'm still involved with the, the committee this year as ladies rep and um, chairperson at the moment. How many playing members do you guys have? So I know obviously I was listening to your to your other um, episodes too, so a lot smaller than your Vancouver's. <laughs> we at the moment have around 35 members. Okay. Um, obviously, COVID, of course, has, has made a, had an impact on that for sure. We've had, we've had a few people going home um, and, and not really staying. Um, and that's the end that- year. That 35 is both men and women or... Yes. Yeah. That is men and women. Um, and we also have a few kids in there as well. We have a juvenile team too. Okay. And have you been able to reach into the community as some of the other, in some of the other cities where uh, in Ottawa, for example, the GAA are able to provide in the high school system and in Vancouver, I think as well, they've been able to get into the education system. Have you guys been able to get in there at all? We, I know last year now we did, um, our previous chair, Caroline, um, currently works at Mount Royal University. Mm-hmm. So she actually was able to introduce a few um, GA days there. So we haven't had quite as much luck um, for the moment anyway. It's definitely in the pipeline to get introduced more there. I know prior to COVID, the, the aim was to try and get into more, um, more younger schools, primary schools. Um, Definitely not what it's called over here, but no. <laughs> that's what I know it is. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, <laughs> so then um, you would be relying on Edmonton and Red Deer probably for most of the, the games that you can manage. Yes, 100%. Um, the good thing with Edmonton and ourselves is there's good banter, there's good good rivalry there too, so especially when we don't really have as many competitive games during the year. Yeah. We would try to meet up even Red Deer's a good midway point, so we try to meet up there and get a few games, two or three, during the year, especially right. in preparation for the Westerns as well. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we definitely would rely on each other um, <laughs> with, a, with a lack of competitiveness in terms of other clubs that you've been speaking with. Uh, Within so the Irish... Yeah, so the Irish community in Calgary, how... Big, and I, I know you wouldn't have a number, but is is there a reasonable number of Irish there that you're able to come across? 
Yeah, there there definitely is. Um, and even people that I have met that have been, obviously they've moved on with their lives, but they've been previous chieftains. I feel like anywhere the Irish kind of go, we definitely tend to congregate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there, there's there's a good there's a good community in Calgary. Um, so, and but so how are you coming out of COVID then? Because COVID has put, um, as we would say over here, and you would be familiar with, it has put the kibosh on everything. <laughs> I know, especially this year, we, we were super excited because we were supposed to um, host the Westerns, actually, this year. Right. Um, but coming out of it now, we've, we've just tried to get back to a little bit of training. Obviously, for ourselves, like everyone's safety is, is most important, and we want to make sure that everyone's comfortable coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as people have said previously, like community, you said that we were a sports and um, social club. So yeah. for us, the social side um, and community, especially in times of COVID, are definitely so important to keep everyone together when it's not quite as easy to get home. Yes. So um, we're, we're back training twice a week now, and um, out at our, our lady of the Assumption Pitch in Bonas. So we're, we're delighted about that. And were any of the Irish community that you're aware of impacted by COVID? I... Yes, I, there there was a few people that did obviously with the mass panic. Um, quite a few people did go home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that has affected. I know a few of my friends have actually went home as well. But I do. A few people have lost jobs, but I feel like yeah, the community definitely definitely helps keep spirits high even in kind of times of uncertainty as I'm sure you find yourself Mm -hmm, as well. mm -hmm. And of course right across the country one of the things I think we're all finding is the GAA is the go-to organisation for the Irish community from coast to coast which is tremendous. Of course yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Yeah indeed. So Leah if uh, anyone is looking for you and if they're trying to find you and if they want to get involved I know you have to welcome Matt out. Where can the we find do. you? <laughs> um, most definitely anyone out there that's listening. Okay. Calgary Chieftains are here. Uh, you can find us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. We're, we're most active in them. And if you just type in Calgary Chieftains GAA, you'll find us there. And we also have a website as well, www.calgarychieftains.com. And I know you are very responsive. And anyone messages you on Facebook, you're very quick to get back, which is brilliant. Oh. Good, delighted. <laughs> well, Leah, thanks a million for taking the time. It's been great having a chat. No problem at all. Thanks so much, Austin. Stay safe. You're listening to Irish Radio Camden. We have been featuring some of the GA clubs across the country last week. We focused on some of the newer clubs, and this uh, week we're zoning in on some of the clubs who've been around a little bit longer. And St. Michael's Hurling a Football Club in Toronto is a Gaelic football club, but does some hurling as well, I gather. And uh, The club has both a senior men's team and a ladies' team. And like all the clubs across the country, it always has the welcome mat out for Irish, Canadian, or anybody else who wishes to engage in Ireland's national sport. And Siobhan O'Murray is here with me. Siobhan, thanks a million for coming along and giving us a bit of background how things are in Toronto with St. Michael's, what you're up to. And a little bit, the club has been around quite a while. Yeah, um, we're celebrating our 55th anniversary or year this year. So, um, we've so been around it would, for it would be one of the original clubs in Canada, probably. One of the really 
going way back. Yeah, there's a few clubs in Toronto who have been around a bit longer, but uh, yeah, we're up there with them. So um, it's been nice to have that history with all of them. And how big a membership have you guys in the club? Um, so between our two teams, our ladies and men's team, we have probably about um, 60 to 70 players. Okay. And then uh, we have a social um, kind of older club member base. So probably about like 90 people in our club, 90 to 100 people. And of course, the great thing with Toronto is there's enough other teams that you're able to have inter-team rivalry, whereas some of the, the other clubs we talk to, it's a challenge for them to have competition. Yeah, so in Toronto, there's about five ladies teams now, five or six, I think, right. um, because Ottawa plays in our league as well. And then yeah. um, on the men's side, it's the same. So um, the league runs from May to September every year, and it's every week we get competitive games. And it's yeah, so it's grown a lot here, which is great. So it's a and, really, really competitive league. And Siobhan, then during the winter, do you go into any of the indoor facilities to do anything? Um, usually teams will do their own indoor training and then in about March um, the Toronto GA here has a um, indoor tournament where they get all the teams here um, to compete but we all mix teams together so they mix teams uh, players from the provinces where they're from in Ireland and everyone kind of plays together instead of against other clubs so um, that's the big one in the winter and then everyone just trains indoors Um, so we go back in about um, March April to just train as a club so this year, March, April, when you would normally have been going back, you were going nowhere. Yeah, we started. We got a start, and then, of course, uh, COVID happened. But, uh, yeah, so we kind of had to go virtually as a club and do right. other things. And how has that been? Because some of the other clubs I talked with, they've lost members, uh, particularly newer arrivals who turned around and went, came back to Ireland or went back to Ireland. It's been okay for us. We had a couple people leave, um, but they had their visas had expired and such. But um, for us, it's been okay. Um, we kind of kept busy socially on Zoom. Um, so I play on the ladies' team, so we had Zoom calls every Friday. The men also did the same. Um, we had a club, um, a trivia night, a virtual trivia night. Okay. Um, we had a club virtual fitness competition. So Kind of, we just kind of got creative and thought of ways to kind of stay connected. But we were lucky we didn't lose too many people um, in terms of them having to leave because of it. Um, but we've all kind of rallied together to help anyone who's needed it. So, so in rallying together, were you called upon, or were you aware of any people, um, even from the original membership, who were impacted by COVID? Um, no one was in too much, but we kind of just reached out and we, we were open. We sent a bunch of emails saying, if you need anything, you can reach out to us. Um, in terms of people that like players who maybe were out of jobs for a while or something like that, we were all kind of, uh, helping them in the way to look for jobs, but, Mm -hmm. um, everyone seemed to be fairly good, which we were fortunate in that way, but, um, yeah, it was mainly just kind of making sure that everyone stayed social and kind of connected in that way. Yeah, because I know one of the great things about the GA is it puts a very strong emphasis on supporting mental health and mm-hmm. encouraging the members to reach out to each other and help each other. Yeah, and in Toronto, there's the Irish-Canadian um, Immigration Centre, mm-hmm. ICANN, and they work closely with the Toronto GA here. So mm-hmm. on the Toronto GA committee, 
I think everyone was kind of reaching out to clubs and making sure everyone in the community, whatever team you played for, was um, was connected or checked in on, and so to speak. So it was good. Everyone kind of rallied together, which was right. nice to see. So now, as as things are slowly getting towards far from normal, um, yeah. how have things started? for St. Michael's, what have you been able to achieve? Yeah, so we returned to training at the beginning of July. Um, so both our men's and ladies teams went back weekly training. Uh, so the first couple of weeks it was interesting because uh, you're, there's very specific guidelines you have to follow. So, um, But training has gone well. Uh, like for the ladies, for example, um, we just split up into our ten, groups of 10, and that, that was our weekly group. Um, everything was... Uh, we got a list from the Canadian GA of what we could and couldn't do. Um, so yeah, we've been we've been back and pretty active since then. Uh, every week uh, we wrap up training next week, and then um, we're going to just have we've been able to play a few modified games at training um, based on the regulations here. Mm-hmm. So we're still able to get um, parts of our games and like just mainly seeing our our uh, teammates and. Um, everyone back so yeah it's been good we've kind of had some normalcy a little bit at the end of the summer and enjoying at least a bit of football right and moving as anybody looks forward of course none of us know where things are going and it's it's going to be a challenge have you been able to engage with any has the Ottawa team been able to come down or have you gone up to Ottawa or any Durham even yeah, no, we haven't been able to see other clubs. Um, it's uh, We travel up to Ottawa uh, ladies teams every summer, so it's something we really miss this year because it's such a great trip. Um, and the Ottawa Gales are always so welcoming to us. Mm-hmm. So we haven't been able to see many other clubs but um, or play against anyone. So the best we can do right now is play against each other, um, right. which does the job, but it's, it is the same as kind of going out to Centennial Park every week here and kind of seeing everyone. And um, But, yeah, we've just been staying connected with them. Clubs are also working together with ideas for each other and, you know, when we when restrictions were lifted, we kind of brainstormed what we could and couldn't do. Like, could we play one club? Could we not? And I think we were just trying to get as much football. But, uh, yeah, we haven't been able to see anyone or play against anyone. But. So, Siobhan, the name of the club is in, uh, Michael's Hurling and Football, but your focus primarily on football. Would that be correct? or have you? Yeah, we used to have a, a hurling team. Um, and then that kind of faded out in Toronto. Uh, hurling wasn't really around in Toronto for quite a few years um, there was a bit of a gap until more recently, um, Napiersik and two of the other clubs kind of like relifted it again, so to speak. So, um, yeah, we used to be strong in hurling, um, mm-hmm. but it faded out eventually, and football was our main focus. Right. So, Siobhan, if anybody wants to find you, get in touch with you, where should they find you? Yeah, we um, we have a club website, St. Mike's uh, GA Toronto, or on any social media, so Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, anything like that. Um, we try and respond as quickly as possible. So, yeah, we're and, very And where, what part of the city or where do people congregate to when you are congregating for training? Uh, right now, uh, so I guess... We're off the subway line, any of our training pitches. So um, the ladies are training at Lawrence Park, um, Lawrence Station, and the men are um, kind of more east end, so Danforth um, area, Greenwood Station in Toronto. So, But all the pitches are on the subway. So, and, and I guess that's a strategic thing in a city like Toronto that you have to figure out where can you train and, and play that will work for people 
that may be coming from across the city. So was yeah, was that, yeah. was, that a, was that a challenge? Yeah, you're, it's really hard to get pitches here every year to get permits. So um, yeah, you have to just think about how accessible they are because most people are on the subway or on buses. So um, of course, our pitch that we all play at Centennial Park is quite further. Um, out of the city kind of thing, but most clubs are training at pitches near the near the subway. To it's easier to gain players like that. I think it makes it easier for them to get out, right? So indeed, well, Shapon, I want to thank you for taking the time. It's been great having a chat and meeting you, and uh, hopefully we all get to emerge from this. And uh, I know the GA in Ireland and everywhere else are waiting for the day when they can open the pitches and allow spectators and players to get involved fully. Yeah, we're keen to get back on the field. So, um, yeah, our season is coming to an end, but hopefully next year, fingers crossed. Thanks, Yvonne. Yeah, thank you so much.